Thanks for tuning in to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. What's going on, everybody? It's Billy Floyd and Jenny Hunter here with you for another episode of Safe Talk. We are locked in. We are ready to go. Jenny, how are you? I am great, Billy. I the weather is changing. It's it's fallish here and the smells and the colors. Oh, I just absolutely love love fall. <laughs> so I'm I'm ready to talk. Oh, I'm so pumped. It's quite the season. You got pumpkin spice, you got foliage, you got football, you got the comfy clothes, spooky season, everything about fall is just a thing of beauty. So I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be with you talking and doing our thing. So let's get into it. Let's have those good vibes continue on as we conduct another episode of Safe Talk. And as you all know, we want you to be a part of this conversation, anyone who's listening. So please Feel free to reach out to me at any time with any questions, any concerns, anything you want, basically. And you can email me at williampeoriedfloyd214 at gmail.com, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at OneBillyFloyd. I'm on Facebook. I'm on pretty much everything. Just look up my name, and there I am. Hit me up. Jenny, I know you're on the map all over the place. Where can they hit you up? All right, Billy, I'm at JR's Hunt for Life on almost every social media platform. Uh, So you can go to JR's Hunt for Life and message me or reach out to me, email me, jlh35 at hotmail.com. JR's Hunt for Life confidential Facebook support page. You can message us through that page. We have several admins on that page, so you can message any of us. Uh, we have a nonprofit page, JR's Hunt for Life. We have a web page. We have all of those things I'm sure that you've got. So if you can't reach one of us, then go for the next one because we're, we're here. We're ready to listen. We're ready to talk. We are ready, baby. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. There's a great quote as we head into this episode of Safe Talk. Who doesn't love it? We freaking love it. And we've been loving this conversation. We are several episodes deep when it comes to talking about things people said that were actually code for I'm suicidal. So there's 22 things we've discussed So many. We've discussed actually 17 of these things, the codes here. Um, I think we're going to start with 18, maybe go to 19 and 20, then maybe do one more episode to finish out the list and do a little recap. So, Jenny, um, we can either start with number 18 if you want to discuss a few that we talked about in the past. You can start it out however you want, but we are on number 18 So, Jenny, let's keep this conversation flowing. 
Let's do that. So before I start with number 18, I want to remind everyone here to please share any phrases or words that may be codes for you or codes that you have heard from people that are suicidal or have been suicidal. Just share those with us, please, so that we can save lives. Also, these are not ranked in any specific order. These are just codes and phrases that people shared. Um, these are real people that have been suicidal, and they shared these with us so that we could help other people. Um, also, if you uh, feel yourself being triggered, please um, take a break from uh, listening. You can come back anytime. We're on here all the time. You can come back, listen whenever you feel comfortable. So um, number 18, you know, I'm not going to run through all of them again tonight because we're going to do that next episode. So number 18 is I want to tell you something. Oh, never mind. Now, that that is just kind of innocuous. I mean, I hear that a lot. Oh, hey, I, I want to tell you something. Oh, never mind, never mind. And so normally I would not be thinking um, suicide or a person at risk. However, let me tell you the ways that I have heard this from people. This was shared by a person and this is what she said i want to tell you something oh never mind she did not go into depth with that she just shared her phrases so the way that i have heard that from people and what i can glean from this is it, when she said oh never mind that may mean she has a fear of judgment being judged by someone if she wants to tell them that she's depressed or suicidal or whatever the case. Also, you know, people, they feel like they'll be shocking someone if they say this. If they say they're suicidal, they're going to shock someone and that someone, they don't they don't want to do that to them. So they, they think twice about it. Oh, never mind. I wanted to tell you, but never mind. And then... Another thing is they may not, they, they, they want to say it, but they don't trust you yet. They may not trust you enough to uh, be quiet about it, to keep it confidential, to not be upset, to not get mad, to not, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of reactions that people have when someone tells them that they may be suicidal, that that kind of um, causes an emotion in the listener and you just don't know uh, how, what to expect from the person that you're saying that to. And that's kind of a scary thing. Now, also, they may be just testing the ground. They may be just testing and waiting to see if you say, no, no, what is it? Do you, do you, you know, they're wondering, do you, do you really care enough to uh, get into this with me? Are you going to ask me? No, no. Uh, Tell me what you want to talk about. Are you going to push me into, you know, telling you what I was going to tell you? Do you care enough to to carry on a conversation about this? Then also, uh, personally, we heard this from uh, our nephew. He was, oh, um, in his 30s, and he had attempted suicide a few times and he was uh, depressed 
and he had uh, diabetes. And the diabetes he left untreated. And he eventually got gangrene. And the doctor told him, you're dying unless you let me treat you. And he said, no, this is how I'm going to go. This, you know, to him, that was his his way of taking his life. And so when my husband heard that he had gangrene and he was very ill, my husband called him and he wouldn't answer. And so we called him again and he finally did answer. And he acted like he did not know who we are. And finally, I know this sounds very strange, but finally when my husband continued to talk to him and say, you know, you you know who I am. I'm your uncle. I, I know you know who I am and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, our nephew said, I, I know who you are. I just didn't want to talk to you because I don't want you to try and change my mind. So he wanted to tell us but he did not want us to try and change his mind about uh, living. And that to us was very, very, very sad. And he was, did not live in the same state as we did. And that, that, that was heartbreaking. And there are a lot of people that, believe it or not, won't tell someone that they are suicidal because they don't want you to change their mind. They don't want to hear it. They've made up their mind, and that's just the way it is with them. So there's several things, and I'm sure, Billy, that you have uh, understood this in maybe different ways than I have. So what are your thoughts on this? I want to tell you something. Oh, never mind. Yeah, to be quite honest, it's really one of my biggest pet peeves ever. Now, I know that this is a very sensitive topic. We're talking about suicide here, obviously. But in general, like, when somebody says, I want to tell you something, oh, wait, never mind. You're just like, no, come on. Like, yeah, tell me. And then they're like, no, no, I can't. It's like, well, there's something that, like, you need to get off your chest. There's something that you need me to hear. There's something that has to be said. So like, like just say it. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that if you didn't have something pretty decently important to say. And I'm that person that's gonna get it out of you. Like I really <laughs> yeah. have a hard time. You know, yeah, I, I have a hard time taking no for an answer, especially when I know, like, if you say that to me. You know, you have something that could that could benefit you, that, that could benefit me. You have something that you need to tell me because you're going through something. You need my help. You have a surprise. You need me to help you get through something or plan something, whatever it might be. So usually when someone says that to me, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it out of them. And obviously you can't get your way every single time in the moment, you know. I always like to say, oh, I always get what I want, and I always, you know, make it happen. And that's very true, but sometimes I don't get what I want till later down the line. So sometimes in the moment when I think, oh, I'm going to get what I want, I'm going to get this information out, I actually don't get it, 
and I'll try and I'll try and I'll try, but if I can't get it out of them, I'll always say, all right, I'm going to let you have this one. You can keep it, but please, if it's anything actually serious and you really need to talk to me, please say it, and please tell me sooner rather than later. I'm only here to help, so I'll make sure I get that point across if they don't end up telling me after I, you know, really get into them about, come on, you can't tell me you have something and then you don't say it. So that one definitely really hits me because you hear that a lot. And usually it's not anything to do with suicide from my experience. Of course, of course, other people have different experiences. So I'm grateful that when I've been through these moments, it wasn't anything like serious. They would just tell me something they're going through or tell me about a little secret or whatever. And we always work it out. But if it is about, you know, suicide or the thought of taking your life, it's like, please like say it, like, just tell me, we can talk about it. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to be your coach. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let you take the floor and say it. I mean, that's been my experience with it. I, I feel like, you really got to get that out and make sure they get it out, you know? Yeah, and and this is definitely one you don't want to let slide. And so you, I'm like you. You have to delve deeper. You have to kind of stay on them and let them know, look, uh, you know, I'm all about talk, listening. I'm here to listen to you. I'm not going to judge you. Whatever it is, I mean – Maybe you want to tell me something uh, about some surprise you're going to do for someone. Maybe maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's not a good thing. Uh, but whatever it is, you know, you can tell them. Look, I, you know, I, I, you can trust me. I, I will listen to you, and I will try and help if it's something you need help with. Uh, and I like your approach that you said, look, I, you know, I'll let this one this time, I'll give it to you. But um, next time, no, you, you have to tell me when you start this kind of thing, you have to tell me because number one, in my mindset, where, where I always am is the suicide mindset, I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to stress about them. I'm going to worry about them. I'm going to think what in the world I'm going to be. And I'll become a pest. <laughs> you know, I'll text them. I'll call them. Are you okay? I'm just concerned. I'm here for you. Whatever the case may be and however you want to deal with it, just don't let it slide. Let them know that I heard you when you said you wanted to tell me something. I heard that. And now I'm ready to hear what it is you want to tell me. So I'm here I'm here anytime, not just right now. So if you don't want to tell me right now, that's cool. But I really need you to tell me, and you need to tell me, get it off your chest, evidently. Does that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense. I, I always want to push that point across. Like I was saying before, if you don't want to tell me right now, and if it is something serious and, and you want to think about it a little bit more, you want to talk to yourself a little bit. Maybe there's somebody else you'd rather talk to, but just know, like, I am here for you. Like, like no judgment. And, and something that I always do that really helps people open up too 
is, you know, maybe they might be a little afraid, a little timid to share some very personal information about something they're going through, potentially suicide. And I always say, like, look, there was a time in my life where I was going through it. Like, I, I was at rock bottom emotionally. I was messed up. I thought I couldn't win. I went through the hardest time ever. And and what helped me, you know what helped me was opening up and talking about it. I I would tell my friends, I would tell my mom, I would tell my dad, and every time I brought up something really deep and really like dark and emotional, whatever it might be, I would talk, they would listen, and it would help me every time. And I would give certain specific examples, and then they would listen to me talk about how I did that, and then usually they're like, wow, like, okay, he literally just told me about when he did this and how much it helped him. Plus he just shared some like pretty deep information and and he was able to bounce back from it. Wow. Maybe like now I can do it. And usually they are like, wow. All right. I'm going to open up now. I'm going to talk my stuff. I'm going to say what I have to say. And usually it ends up in a conversation where they open up, they talk, we get the air out and Usually it always works out because they feel better because you always feel better about talking about it. And we're going to keep talking about these codes right after the break. We have a word from our local sponsor. And then when we get back, we're going to keep this conversation going. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Space Talk. You got Billy Floyd, you got Jenny Hunter, and we are talking about things people said that were actually code for I'm suicidal. So there's 22 things. We've now talked about 18 of them. We just got done discussing, I want to tell you something. Oh, never mind. We had a great conversation about that code. We are now on to 19. So, Jenny, why don't you take it over? All right. Well, 19 is I don't know. Now, when somebody says I don't know or, or any type of little phrase, you kind of listen to how they say it, their voice inflection, their body language, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that can be flippant. That can be sad, that can be serious, that can be frustrated, that can be any number of things the way that is said. And so this person said, I don't know, is sometimes code for, I haven't thought that far because the first thing my brain jumps to is ending my life. So to me, I don't know what this person means, he's giving up. He's, 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 he's done with it. He, he doesn't know any more other than what he is considering. Now it could also be um, that ending, you know, ending someone's life, ending your own life is consuming to you. And it, and it, it very much is when people are 
considering this, they are consumed with that thought. They cannot think any further than that. That is where their thoughts stop. They stall right there. And that is when um, the no hope comes in and the suicidal thoughts come in. So I don't know, to me, sounds like he's giving up. Like it's, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. And so for other people, it could be frustration. It could be um, that they really are confused. I mean, when a person starts thinking this way, obviously, I would think there is confusion there. And there, there, to me, there is confusion because I have seen and talked to people that they don't have confusion once they make their decision. So once they make their decision to end their life, they're not confused any longer. Uh, once they make the decision not to do that, they're not confused any longer. Uh, but more so, once they make the decision to end their life, they are that they're they're no longer confused. They have made their choice, just like anything else that you do. You you know, once you make your decision. You're not going to say, I don't know, because you've already made a choice or a decision about something in your life, whether it's this or it's anything else. It's like, are you going to, are you going to go to the movies with us tomorrow? I don't know. You know, um, do you want to go to dinner with us? I, I don't know. I'll have to check first my schedule. You know, so I don't know. It's kind of innocuous. It's kind of harmless, just like these other statements. And who, really who, is going to be thinking when they hear that statement, I don't know, who's going to be thinking about suicide? Who's going to be thinking that the person that said it is actually suicidal unless you know that person, you know that they may be depressed or there may be issues, and you, you're listening to the tone of their voice, and that is troubling to you when they say that. So um, it, it can be said in many different ways, meaning many different things. But if you look at, like I'm going to say it again, the totality of the evidence, the body language, the facial expression, the tone of their voice, all of these things, you may understand why they're saying that. Now, what did you get from this phrase? I don't know, Billy. Usually when I hear that, I always I always think, you know, this person just might be indecisive. This person might not know what they want. But deep down, like, I feel like you always do kind of know what you want, even if you don't know how to articulate it. Sometimes I know people say they they don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know the answer. Usually because maybe they're a little self-conscious of like being wrong or they're being judged, being told no, you know, being told that, you know, they, they can't do that or, or whatever it might be. So this one is definitely an interesting code because you know, this one is said a lot, you know, a lot of people are always hitting me with, I don't know. And it comes from every different way of me asking them a question about, Hey, what do you want to do? You know, 
How are you feeling? What's going on? What do you want to do with your life? What's the next step? Whatever it might be. Um, so now that I know that this is a code, I definitely will explore their mind a little bit deeper and, and trying to get down to it so they don't really, you know, continue to hit me with the I don't know. Because usually when I hear someone say, I don't know, it's I always just assume, like, all right, this person just – they they might not have the answer for me. They might not want to tell me. They they just might be in a different little headspace. Um, so this one's definitely one that kind of caught me off guard, honestly. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up because clearly it's it's an important code. And and if it's on your list, it's it has a lot of importance here. So now I have a whole new perspective when I hear this, and I'll definitely make sure whoever I'm talking to, I'll, I'll dive deep into what's going on because. You know, I want them to know. I want them to know what's up. I want them to know that they're going to be okay. I want them to know that they can make anything happen. I want them to know that I'm here for them. That's that's what's always key is, like, when people don't know, they might be a little confused. They might be out of sorts, whatever. We're, we're humans. We all go through this. The most important thing I want my friends and family and loved ones and even strangers that I barely know at all or have never even met or talked to. I want everybody to know for sure, hey, know this for sure. I'm here for you. If it's going to help save your life, change the direction of your life, even just make you happy for the rest of the day, like, I'm here for you. That's why I do what I do. I want to care for you. I want to give you, you know, words of wisdom, words of support, words of encouragement, words of love. So if anybody doesn't know what's up, Always know that I want to know so I can help. I just want to help. I know you feel the same way. Absolutely, I feel the same way. And, you know, that's why we do this. That's why uh, we have JR's Hunt for Life. That's why we have Safe Talk. That's why we are talking right now. And, I, you know, I think the people that are listening care. They care about themselves or they care about someone else, whatever the case may be. That's why we're doing it. And you know what? I know we talked about 18. Let me go back to 18 and say one thing about it because as we're talking about these, I remember uh, things. And so 18 was, I want to tell you something. Oh, never mind. Well, I do remember hearing that from someone and, and getting deeper into it. And they told me the reason they wouldn't tell me when they said, never mind, was because they were afraid that if they said they were suicidal, that they would be taken to an institution. They would be taken for an overnight at the hospital. They would be taken somewhere to lock up. And they did not, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to, express how they felt that they were afraid that someone was going to take them where they didn't want to go, even though if someone is in that in that red area, that that risk area right at that moment, then you have to do something. But I do remember that from 18. So I want people to remember that if someone says, I want to tell you something and then backs away from that, perhaps they are just a little fearful that they may be taken somewhere to, you know, doctors or institutions or wherever that that we think are going to help them and keep them alive. 
However, they they're fearful that that they're going to end up there. Does that make sense to you? Because we we you know I've gone into our mental health hospitals and I have talked to people and I did it for you know the last probably four years and we hear a lot of these phrases from them and I just remembered about this one so I wanted to share it I hope that's okay Billy yeah go for it okay so anyway all right 19 I don't know we just did that one now 20 I'm not feeling good well okay if someone says I'm not feeling good to you normally you're thinking physically Physically, what's wrong? Are you sick? You have a fever, and in this day and age, you have COVID. <laughs> have you been tested? You know, all those things cross our mind when someone says, "I'm not feeling good." However, this person shared that phrase and said, "My grandma is the one who always supports me through anything. So when I get these suicidal thoughts and begin to fall down into deeper state of depression." I would say I'm not feeling good. But her being a mother, she always knew and would comfort me and give me space. It's really only her who knows, but my close friends don't know. It's a silent cry for help. And there again, it's just another one of those common daily phrases that we hear all the time. And how are we as people just living our lives going to connect this to a suicidal person how how are we going to do that well again i'm going to say we have to dig deeper into the phrase we can't let those slide um we have to look at how they said it where are they when they said it do we know their background do we not uh all of those types of things do we know are they um, a depressed person that we're aware of? Are they having a hard time in life? Did they lose their job? Um, is their family broken up? You know, just all of those things. If none of those things, then still we need to be vigilant. And we need to say, okay, so what do you mean you're not feeling good? Uh, something to that effect. So you can get a little more of a picture on what they're trying to say. So if you kind of substitute other words here, like uh, this person said, I'm not feeling good. Okay, what if you think to yourself, okay, I'm not feeling normal. Uh, I'm not feeling safe. I'm not feeling lucid. I'm not feeling at home here. I remember the one phrase that has something to do that I, I just want to go home. Well, if you substitute the word home, I'm not feeling at home here. So, you know, there's things that you can do to kind of switch these phrases up, and then you're going to know how to approach that person. Um, this person had this code with their grandmother, and that's awesome. I mean, many people will talk to their grandparents, will talk to someone other than immediate family, like spouses or um, brothers or sisters or moms and dads. But grandmas, you know, when I uh, teach uh, suicide prevention in our schools, 
and I take polls and I question uh, these kids, who would you tell if you felt suicidal or you felt bad? And a, a large percentage of them say their grandma. And I'm a grandma. So <laughs> I would consider that a total, I mean, I I would listen to my grandchild. I would be privileged. I would feel privileged if my grandchildren came to me with any kind of a issue or a problem. And so I, when someone says I'm not feeling good, I will say that normally we attribute that to their physical being, to their physical welfare. Um, I don't know if you hear this. Have you ever heard this phrase? Yeah, and I mean, like I said, with with many of these, actually, you know, it it always catches me by surprise a little bit because you know I've heard these phrases so many times, but I never put it together that you know it's a code for you know I'm suicidal, and whenever I hear I'm not feeling good, I always assume like the person's just a little ill, maybe they're under the weather, headache, you know, a little bug, stomach ache, something of that sort. But when you talk about um, this story with, with the grandmother, you know, the grandmother, you know, leaving her alone and, and giving her space, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite in a way where unless they tell me it's like a, you know, illness, I always say, oh, you're not feeling well, what, what's wrong? And then I'll try to ask them what's up. And usually if they're sick, I'll just come like, okay, yeah, maybe you're a little sick, you know. Um, I don't want to be a bother, you know, just if you need any soup, if you need me to do anything for you, if you need me to go anywhere, I'm always here for you. But I guess it's now that you say it makes sense because it, it does make that other person want to give you that space because when you hear I'm not feeling good, I feel like usually your head goes to like, oh, this person doesn't feel healthy. They're a little under the weather. So that gets the people away from them. And I think they're kind of getting what they want. And it is a silent cry for help. Um, but if it's not like, you know, stomach related or, or sick related, I'm always the one who's going to be like, hey, so if you're not feeling good, is it a mental thing? Like, can we talk about it? Is there a way we can work something out where you can open up a little bit? Um, yeah, like like I already said, this is definitely a phrase that I've heard over and over and over and over again, and I just never put it together that it was a code. Um, but now I'm going to be much more aware of this, and I'll kind of ask them, you know, is it really something medical? Is it really your head or your tummy or, or a cough, or is it, like, actually, like, your brain and, and your well-being type of I'm not feeling well? So I'm definitely all in on this one for sure. Right, and I think I think a large part of us going through these phrases is that so that we can expand, we can get our mind out of the box, right? So I'm not feeling good. The box usually thinks, okay, it's a physical thing. They're they're not feeling well physically. But if we think outside the box, then maybe it is their well-being. Maybe it's their mental health. You know, maybe it's any number of things and there are people Billy that um, are in pain a lot and just physical pain they might have uh, I know many people that have like fibromyalgia and some other things that are 24 7 pain and 
they they have the physical pain. However, they're thinking suicide to get out of that physical pain. So there we have the physical, the body pain, and we have the mental health and the men, and the well-being. So if we tie all of this together and get out of the box of thinking what we normally think when someone says these phrases to us, get out of the box. And I'm not telling tell, you know I'm not asking people to look for a goblin behind every bush or whatever that saying is that I don't remember. Um, but you know we need to become aware of this, and that is why. Billy and I are going over these things so that people can hear and understand that simple everyday words or phrases can mean the ending of a life. And if we have heard these phrases, like you're hearing them now, hopefully you'll remember, "Uh uh-oh, I heard this on Safe Talk. And I'm, I need to pay attention. I need to find out what's going on. I need to get a little deeper into this, not let this person go before we kind of, I mean, we don't want to interrogate them, you know. However, we do want to be caring and concerned enough that we offer compassion, no judgment, and we just sit down or whatever we're doing and say, I have time. I have time. I I I'm I'm here to listen. You are important to me. You are important to many other people, no doubt. You are worthy and I'm I'm here to validate you. All of those things we're thinking by just sitting down and saying, I have time. Tell me what's going on. I'm here to listen. And I I just love that we get to do this and share these. And I just truly appreciate everyone that shared these personal secret code phrases. This is so important. And these people shared because they want to help others. And that's what we're all about. Right, Billy? I mean, this is just the dream right here. This is everything. It's, it's we want to hear from people. We want to be able to, to share the right messages. And, you know, I've said this a million times on the show. We want to change and save lives. And I know that we're doing it. I know that so many people across the country and all over the world are doing it as well. So I'm just grateful to play a small part in such a giant movement. I mean, this is so spectacular and it's an issue that has been here from the beginning of time and it gets more intense and intense every year. But I know for a fact, more people are talking about this, more people are sharing, more people are opening up and to have a platform with you, Jenny, where, you know, I get to ask all these questions. I get to soak in so much knowledge. You get to spit so much game. You get to give everybody all this wisdom behind this topic. I mean, I believe that we are doing everything right. Everybody who's listening to this is doing everything right, taking in this information, using it in their daily lives, helping their people get better and own where they're at so they can thrive more and get people out of where they are 
if they're at a low point. So, Jenny, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Thank you for discussing these codes and everything else you discuss. I look forward to these next few episodes and all the other episodes that we get to do because it's it's an honor. So thank you so much, Jenny. Well, thank you for joining us, Billy. I mean, you're a great pal. <laughs> and I love you to pieces. And you said, you know, we are global. And, uh, you know, uh, my granddaughter, she's in high school and she's doing a report. This is uh, in the United States National Suicide Prevention Month. It's September. And she wanted some statistics from our Facebook page uh, where we help people. So I looked up the statistics, which I haven't looked at for a long time, but we have over 13,000 global members and we're in 180 countries. So I know that we are offering hope everywhere that we can reach. I mean, there are no boundaries with technology these days, absolutely no boundaries. So we, that is what makes this so awesome is we can save lives in all these different countries around the world. I mean, you know, hope has no, has, there's no barriers to hope. And so that is what we're doing with Safe Talk and JR's Not For Life. We're offering hope anywhere and everywhere. So I thank you so much, Billy, for um, hosting and being here with me tonight. And we are going to do this again. <laughs> Say that, baby. Say that loud. <laughs> what a time to be alive. What a time to talk on Safe Talk, our podcast, and what a time to share the love. Jenny, we will see you next time for our next episode. Everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back shortly with a new episode. We'll finish this this discussion, and then we'll be on to the next chapter, and we'll see what we get into after this. Thank you, everyone. You've been listening to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast Safe Talk with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. Jenny Hunter is the founder of JR's Hunt for Life, a suicide prevention nonprofit movement offering hope and support globally. I'm Billy Floyd. I'm a podcast host, a media broadcaster, and most importantly, a positive influencer. Sounds of Soul Music is courtesy of Fearless Motivation. Find out more about JR's Hunt for Life at jrshuntforlife.org.